0: Ladies and gentlemen, today is a special day. Because once again, for the first time in forever, and yes, that is a reference to Frozen, because it just came out. Frozen 2 just came out. I am here with my good friend Chris Cumby and my cousin Kyle Pauly. That is right. The three of us are back together again for the first time in like... What, 15 episodes? Is that the right?
1: The boys are back in town. The boys are the back in town. The boys are back in
0: town.
2: <laughs> and Chris becomes before Kyle because. Chris comes before Kyle
0: <laughs> because I have nothing prepared and I just said it that way. You forgot <laughs> your
1: own gimmick. It's been so
0: long. It's been, long. <laughs> it's been a long time. It's been <laughs> not a long time. gimmick. <laughs> <laughs> my bad. My bad. Next time. Next time we're in, in like 24 episodes yeah. when we're back. Yeah, right. We're back together. <laughs> How's it going, so we're here at to- all. The what now? I'm sorry.
2: I said, "How's it going, Kyle? It's been a long time."
0: Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm the guy who does the NXT show that no one listens oh, yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, I have the numbers here, and I can tell you that people listen to it. And I can, I can even give you the numbers after the after the show if you want. Oh, that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's it's more than three. If that makes you happy, woohoo! So <laughs> it's more than me, my wife, and you. All right, uh, exactly, woo. <laughs> No no no, it's actually pretty decent numbers. Pretty decent numbers. Ladies and gentlemen, we're here to tell you today about Survivor Series.
1: Who survived so, the series?
0: Who survived the series? So, I'll be Raw. Kyle will be SmackDown. And Chris will be Mr. NXT. Heck yeah. And before we get started. Chris already won, so. No! <laughs> <laughs> you just ruined my whole thing! You're we're welcome. On now. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 we're going to go over and we're going to, we're going to give 30 seconds on why our brand is going to win NXT. What? Yeah. You just you said, we're going to win NXT. Win Series. Yes, my bad. Yes. <laughs> this would have been much better. You have a the lot to edit. You have a lot to edit. <laughs> no, no, no. Stay <laughs> in man. This is raw. This is what I, I am raw. And we're going to, we're going to keep it the way it is. I keep it the way it is. So, uh, uh, we're going to, I'm going to go first. Because uh, I feel like I have the biggest uphill climb. So I'm going to give you guys 30 seconds on why WWE Raw should have won Survivor Series. All right? So first of all, WWE Raw has the greatest wrestler on the planet. Not Seth Rollins. Brock Lesnar (laughs) on its show. (laughs) <laughs> okay, and because Brock Lesnar is on there, and no one, no one can stop him. No one. <sighs> if, you saw, if you saw, saw him wrestle, he beat two men last night. Okay, two Man. men. Who else have you seen that can defeat two men in one night? Also, wow. Also, <clears throat> we had, we had leadership. And I can't even do it. I can't even do it. And Kevin <laughs> Owens, we had leadership in Kevin Owens. And even though Seth Rollins was the one that you know he kind of thought he was the leader, we all know it was really Kevin Owens. And we also had the man Becky Lynch, whose whose match was stolen by Shayna Baszler. That should have been a win for Raw. So I'm salty. I think Raw should have won the whole thing, not uh not not having this this four two and one mess. So Kyle, since you came in second place. Give us thirty-ish seconds. Although I think I ran long. And you why SmackDown? Do. I always do. Why SmackDown should have won Survivor Series?
1: So I mean, who cares about numbers, really? I mean, it doesn't matter what happened to Bailey. It doesn't matter what happened, you know, to the the women in the Survivor Series. What matters is the men's Survivor Series match. That's what it's all about. That's what's traditionally <laughs> been about. Yes, I'm going there, and. I, Hey, that's the one that matters. That's where the big boys play, as they used to say. So, hey, we won that one. Roman Reigns stood tall, like everybody knew he was going to.
2: Uh-huh.
1: It's his yard in the end. And if anybody from Raw, anybody from NXT wants to challenge him and take him on, I dare them to, because he's the big dog. And don't make me start barking.
0: Wow. Oh my gosh! I almost—I I think I actually did turn my TV off. It was—it was rough. So, Chris, we all know yeah. the results. Yeah, we, we all do. know the results. Yeah, we do. And uh, actually, if you got—you guys can't see this—but we all have nicknames, and we can kind of put our name however we want when we record. And Chris has listed himself as Mister NXT, and he didn't know I was going to do this segment. Not at all. So, Mister NXT. Yes, tell sir. me why NXT won Survivor Series.
2: I think. Uh... I think if you watch the show, you can see why they won.
0: Because AEW is on Wednesday night.
2: Wow. (laughs) I'll let you give your little spiel about how only one match mattered the entire show. So uh, zip it, Skippy. All right. (laughs) So if you watched uh, NXT TakeOver, you saw why NXT won Survivor Series. It, it's just better quality, better matches, better athleticism, better leadership, uh, better writing, better producing. Everything is better about NXT over Raw and SmackDown. You could put all the roster from Raw and SmackDown together and NXT would dominate from the women to the men. Now... We know Roman Reigns won because it's Roman Reigns. And as I'm watching the match, I was like, "Well, we all know who's going to win this one." However, you can—we've talked about this a lot. You can—you could gain a lot by losing. And Mr. Keith Lee just skyrocketed to the main roster, folks, because we can all superstar bask in his glory. Oh, bask in
0: his glory! There we go. It's good. It's good. So, uh, if, if we seem unprepared for that, it's because I didn't decide we were going to do that until after I hit record. So, you know. Professionals. come up with stuff on the fly, and it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, how we roll, bro. Exactly. So, I do want to point out a couple things at uh, TakeOver that I think we need to discuss before we get on to Survivor Series. So, um, TakeOver was really, really good. If you guys have seen it, you know that it's terrific. Um, if you haven't seen the end of the men's war games match oh. where AEW star Britt Baker was called out by name. By yeah, she sure was. <laughs> the, the, the she was girlfriend trending on Twitter. Of Adam Cole, the girlfriend of Adam Cole had the same face that I did. And I don't even know the guy because I'm pretty sure that Tommaso Ciampa tried to kill Adam Cole. Yes. During this match, he dropped him on his head from the top of the cage. And it's probably, it's probably, 15 feet up. Now, I say it's 20 feet. I don't think it really is. But dropped him on his head, 15 feet in the air, through a table. It was one of the coolest things, one of the coolest spots I've ever seen. And considering the guy was wrestling the very next night, I think it's okay to celebrate it. He went through two tables, my friend. Oh, yes, right.
2: It was two. Uh, and, and now, to be fair to, to Champa, he protected... Uh, Adam Cole, if, he sure if, did. If, if he you pushed watched, his feet up and I got mean, his head tucked under, real, real safe. That's yeah. about the best way he could have done it. I mean, that was the safest, and and he always tries to protect who he is is wrestling yeah. with. But oh my gosh, those two war game. You know what was great about Takeover? It started at seven o'clock, and I was a little yeah. concerned because I was like, oh crap, they're gonna pull a WWE. <laughs> but man, they had four matches, and they were done by nine thirty. And it was amazing. Was
0: like, it was really good. We
2: can, get, we can get plenty of rest tonight. And uh, but honest to God, the entire uh, NXT takeover, my wife and I are both like, "Oh, like, <laughs> my, <laughs> my daughter was like, "Well, I could hear y'all all night." <laughs> <You> know, <'cause, laughs> because we were just we're, every match was awesome. Oh, and yeah. those war game matches were just ridiculous, and I don't know how I don't know how they performed two nights in a row. After that amazing oh, performance insane. on Saturday, I mean, yeah. holy crap!
0: They
1: deserve a bonus. Yeah.
0: yeah, I would say probably so. My only gripe would take over, and this doesn't take away from the show because the show was incredible. It really bothered me that the 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 war games match that Rhea Ripley's team won only because it was literally four on two, and Shayna Baszler and and Kay Kaylee Ray is that her name? So both of the NXT women's champions were on the team that lost in a four on two handicap match. So I feel like that could have been booked a little bit better, but it whatever. It was just so good. I mean I'm not gonna sit here and complain about it, and I know I do that a lot, but I'm I refuse to. I just wanted to point it out, but gosh, it was just so incredible. But uh, the whole the whole pay per well, view was, was terrific.
1: It didn't bother I think they me. Had to do it. it didn't bother me because uh they were heels. Like, if it were the other way around, which would totally happen on the main roster, right? <laughs> um, I, I would have a problem with it. But I mean, they're heels. They're supposed to. I mean, and even when Shayna, after Tegan Knotts got beat up by Dakota Kai, and Shayna, she laughed at it the whole time. And then she came down the ramp and was just like, you know, just smiling and, you know, rubbing her hands together. Like, she was just. They knew they had in the bag. They were overconfident. Right. And. I mean, so plus Rhea Ripley is just awesome. So I was okay with it. I mean, yeah, most times, you know, if they if they didn't book it right, if they if like Rhea Ripley was just like super Cena and just like tore through everybody, and it didn't make much sense. Um, yeah, I could you know kind of see that, but I think they played it off pretty well.
0: Okay.
2: Well, they had to they had to do some rewrites because Mia Yim was supposed to be in this match. Uh, two weeks ago, they had a ladder match when she um, when Kaylee Ray came out and pushed her off the ladder. When that happened, she uh, messed up her ribs and broke her nose. Um, because of that, that's why they had that mystery attack where she ended up not being in war games. I didn't know that. Yeah, so so she wasn't medically cleared to be in the match. So they had to do something to kind of change it up a little bit. I kind of had a feeling that they were going to have Dakota Kai attack Tegan Knox anyway, just right. be, just because she got kicked off the team at one point. Um, and I, I kind of felt like that was going to happen. So maybe have a four on three, but they had to kind of rewrite the book there uh, because of Mia Yim's injury, um, which, you know what? They did great. Candice LeRae is a superstar. Now she's tiny, but man, she can she can take a beating and she can give a beating. I really yep. like her a lot. And I I've, I've said this from from the beginning if anyone's ever listened to the NXT
0: show, Rhea Ripley is a star. Absolutely yeah. she is. Yeah. And I think Candice LeRae
1: can be as well if they decided to use her that way. I think of course she's not uh hotter than Alexa Bliss, but I would say she's a lot like Alexa, but she's a better worker. She's yeah. small. Candy Gargano. Candy yeah.
0: wrestling baby. Exactly.
1: Yeah. She's small, but I think she can back it up where Alexa's obviously small and very beautiful, but she's not quite <laughs> there with her ring work. So I think it's harder yeah. for her to kind of get over sometimes. And it's shown in the last couple of years it's kind of been hard. She's worked well as a heel, but when she has to be a baby face, I, you know, I really haven't seen much as far as like her being able to carry that by herself and convincingly make a comeback and stuff like that. Whereas Candice could totally do it right now. yeah. And yeah. if they needed a small, you know, fiery baby face character, she's it. So
0: I think she's Absolutely. great. All right, cool. Well, we we said before we started we weren't going to talk about TakeOver too long. And uh, we have, but that's okay because it's fun. Uh, we're going to move on into Survivor Series. And uh, I'm just going to kind of go over the the first two pre-show matches really quickly. So for the first match, we had the Tag Team Battle Royal, and I'm going to go over it real quick. The O.C., The Revival, The Forgotten Sons, Dolph Ziggler and Bobbert Rude, The Street Profits, Ryder and Hawkins, Brizengo, Lucha House Party, Imperium, and Heavy Machinery. Uh, no, nothing really mattered. For some reason, the O.C.'s t- uh, trophy was out there, and Bobbert Rude and Dolph Ziggler won this match. It, if You guys want to add anything? I didn't watch it.
2: Okay. Kyle? <laughs>
1: Uh, I didn't watch either, but I heard that Bobbert and Ziggler were the most over team there. So,
0: that is probably, arguably true. Yeah. So okay, well, I did watch. I did watch it, and it was uneventful. So moving on, Callisto um, versus Akira Tozawa versus Leo Rush. Leo won this match and retained his uh, NXT Cruiserweight title because, of course, he did. Why would you give it to a Raw or SmackDown guy? But this match was awesome. It was like eight minutes. It was really good. There was this one spot that that's been gifted a thousand times if you've been on Twitter you've seen it where Leo hits both of them with a Spanish fly at the same time. It was so good. This match was fun. Great. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Now, let's talk let's actually talk about this this pre-show match. Um, because of course it's on the pre-show because screw tag team wrestling, right Vince?
2: Yep.
0: <laughs> we have the N- NXT Tag Team Champions, the undisputed era. SmackDown <clears throat> Tag Team Champions, the New Day and Raw Tag Team Champions The Viking Raiders. Now, somewhere here, I've got our picks. So I picked the Viking Raiders. And I have no idea who you guys picked because I can't get to pull up. (laughs) Let's find out.
2: Well, I can tell you, I picked New Day, but I had a caveat of I really think that the Viking Raiders are going to win.
1: I think I had Viking Raiders, if I remember correctly.
2: But I call them War War Raiders because I'm an NXT guy that's that's their real name and it's a better name (laughs) it's a much better name
1: oh no i picked undisputed era
0: so we all picked somebody different that's awesome wait a minute matt i think he's right era i also picked undisputed era yeah my bad sorry um so look at you trying to get a win i know i apologize so we were we were all wrong right who'd you pick chris i picked new day
2: but I, I had a That's feeling right. the Raiders would win, but I went with New Day just because I was trying to I was trying to find some balance with SmackDown and Raw right. and NXT, so.
0: I did that too on some of uh, some of my stuff. So, uh yeah, chalk one up for literally no one because the Viking Raiders won. What I thought was really going to happen was uh the Viking Raiders are going to destroy the New Day and then the I Era are going to get in, throw them out of the ring and pin Kofi Kingston to uh push Kofi's heel turn a little more, but That didn't happen, although that finish kind of happened later in the night. Yeah, this match was, it was fine. It's like, I wanted it to be better, because all three of these teams, I think, are really, really good. And I'm not knocking it, because it wasn't bad. It just wasn't great. Is that fair to say? I think it would have been better if it was on the regular show. Because again,
2: this is kickoff show, and not everybody was even there.
1: Right. Yeah, people are so, still coming to the building, so...
2: Yeah. We didn't have the crowd reaction like you normally would in a, in a in a match like this, so it did... I mean, that takes away from it a little bit, but you know, these these six guys are going to put on a great match.
1: Right. And there's no... There's been... Of course, not all the matches had builds to them, but this one, you know, for sure as well, didn't have any kind of build because most of these guys have been involved in the t-shirt battles that have been going on. So, right. um, yeah... It, I think it was it was fine on the pre-show, but it, it could have been a better match for sure.
0: I would have liked this match better if the revival were in it instead of the new day. Nothing against the new day. Well, I mean they that had an awesome a match on match. Takeover, so, oh, so or on NXT. I mean,
1: yeah, 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 this one. Yeah, so, uh, so good. I was
0: so good.
1: I think that Absolutely. was their uh, their reward for being taken off this card because <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: really good. So we open the show and we have the women's Survivor Series Triple Threat Elimination Match. SmackDown with Captain Sasha Banks, Carmella, Dana Brooke, Lacey Evans, and Nikki Cross. Versus NXT with Captain Rhea Ripley, Tony Storm, Bianca Belair, Candice LeRae, and Neo Shirai. And Raw with Captain Charlotte Flair, Sarah Logan. Hello, Sarah Logan. Good to see you again. Natalia, and Women's Tag Team Champions, Asuka, and Kairi Sane. I got some nitpicks on this, but again, very similar to the Women's War Games. It was just really fun, and I liked it. So, Chris, you want to tell me what you thought of this match?
2: You know, I was I was surprised uh, that they uh, that they booked the NXT to win. Um, yeah, and, and to be honest, the reason why I say that is number one, the War Games match was so good. I kind of thought that they would play off of. Well, they're probably injured from that, and then also NXT has looked so strong whenever they would invade Raw and SmackDown <coughs> that I just didn't think that they would. <coughs> that that, that, that NXT would have this much of an upper hand. Yeah. Um, I really expected Charlotte Flair to be the sole survivor in this um, just because of her star power. Um, But honestly, this was such a fun match. I really enjoyed it. My wife loved it. She was like, okay, after this match was over, she's like, all right, I don't care about the rest of the card. (laughs) this because
0: It was really good. She
2: was so excited about it. And you know what? To me, there there was more... There was almost more drama in this match than the men's, right? Um, really, really enjoyed it. It was nice to see some female wrestlers on the main roster that haven't been used in a long time, um, and so it, that was that was fun. Uh, but again, glad to see NXT take this and Rhea Ripley just <laughs> continue
0: to dominate. And man, hey, didn't Eo get the biggest pop of the night? I swear. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as she came out, I, I looked at my wife and I said, She is a superstar. Heck yeah, man. She's awesome. People love her. People the only love
1: problem her. is Kyrie Sane dressed exactly like her, so they looked a lot alike. And that's not an Asian joke. <laughs> whoa, whoa, they whoa. Were, Are you
2: trying to say they all look alike?
1: <laughs> they were just I'm not saying her and Oscar looked anything alike, but man, <laughs> Kyrie Sane and Eo looked a lot alike because they were wearing almost the exact same thing, except Kyrie Saint had a hat on and paint on her right. face.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So but, yeah. Great match. What do you think of the match? I
1: I enjoyed parts of it. Um I, I mean I picked NXT in this one because I, I just thought they'd like Rhea Ripley too much. Uh Trips isn't gonna let her uh get beaten here if he can help it. And I mean, like Chris said, I think she's clearly a star. Um and Vince is starting to see a lot of these NXT people that he might not have seen before. And I think he's, I mean, we'll talk about it later in the show, but uh, he's seeing some talent here that he really likes, and I think she's one of them. So I just had a feeling, uh, just, I mean, because and also how she's been pushed whenever they're on the main roster. You know, she's been the focus of the team. Um, Yeah, so I, I just thought they had the best shot of winning. And also Charlotte Flair, I thought she would be one of the last ones, and Sasha as well. Uh, but they they could afford a loss here. I don't think they had to win, so that's that's kind of why I went with NXT. I didn't like um, the whole Candice and EO being hurt thing. Like that made no sense to me because a they didn't they never showed like what actually happened to to get them quote unquote injured, and then they left, and you just assume that they you know are out of the match. And then they just come back later and it wasn't even clear if they were still in the match or if, I mean, if they weren't in the match, then why wasn't, you know, Rhea disqualified. And also if it was some like er elaborate plan, it doesn't even make sense because you're taking two people away and now it's three people on your team against the rest of the, you know, the other, the other team. So it just didn't make much sense to me why they were, you know, taken out. And I don't know. I think they just tried too hard to, Make something out of it. And that was, it that also, was
2: definitely a main roster type
0: storyline, wasn't it? Right. It, oh my gosh, it, was it ever?
1: Yeah. It just it just overbooking it. Really. It's and it's just it. It didn't have to happen. Um, you could have eliminated them like everybody else. Um, and then what also didn't make any sense. I mean, obviously later in the show we have a situation where someone, you know, you would argue they maybe they could get counted out or they would just be disqualified from the match. Because uh, somebody gets you know counted out later on on the men's team, uh, so why weren't these two counted out? And also, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, Asuka never got eliminated, so she's still in the match. The match is still going yeah. on. We had we don't have a winner yet because she just walked out and didn't get counted out or anything. She was just gone. So yeah, all in all, like that was overbooked, and I felt like it kind of put a damper on the match for me. Um, but the end with just Sasha and Ria was great. I thought that was, was really awesome. fun. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it gets me excited for, you know, when eventually when Rhea gets brought up to the main roster, because well, I mean, I if they even do that from now on, maybe they're just going to start using NXT as an, a new brand. But yeah, I, I mean, I think we'll see a lot more of Rhea in uh, Sasha or Rhea and Charlotte Flair later down the road, though.
0: So the fact that Candace and Neo were out, like you basically said everything that I was going to say, that was my problem with this match. But I don't want to complain. Again, just like the War Games match, I don't want to complain about too much because there were 15 women in here and some of them who were clearly more talented than the others. But boy, they all worked their butts off and they all did such a good job. And I tell you, Bianca Belair, she's a star too. Dude, she's she awesome. She looked amazing <laughs> in this match. And she's won me over. I didn't like her at first. But gosh, she's just so good. So I I think that... that this match did a really good job at building stars, even though some of the the booking was questionable. It was good, so I'm I'm not gonna crap on it. It was good. Bianca Belair is pound for pound one of
2: the strongest women I've ever seen. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, she can She's, just she can just lift these girls over her head and toss them like nobody's business. It's amazing. I was a
1: little disappointed she didn't whack anybody with their hair though.
2: I know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's her they used thing. Against her though. Yeah, Ugh. but I was waiting Ugh. for her to whack Carmella or somebody with it and like I knock know. them out or something. And I was, yeah. So,
2: well, hey. she used it. She used it on Takeover and beat the mess out of uh, Candice Lorraine. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: but yeah. it's 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 a big thing. And I mean, if this was her, you know, time to shine in the spotlight, that's the perfect time to use it at least once. So, I was a little disappointed. Yeah. In that. But mm. yeah, all in all, I thought it was good. Just you know, little nitpicks here and there.
0: So we go back, we go backstage, and we have Seth Rollins. He comes up to Kevin Owens. He said, "Hey, In his uh,
1: Power Ranger suit."
0: Hey, I know my wife. As soon as he gets on the camera, my wife said, "What is he wearing?" I said, "I don't have any." It was idea. like a
1: big red onesie.
2: It was so, for <laughs> it was for the Bulls. <laughs> it was for the Bulls. It had a twenty three on it. Yeah, <laughs> no, I didn't even notice. But it
1: was He's the Jordan He's of WWE. Don't
0: you know that? <laughs> <laughs> Come on! He just compared himself to Tom Brady. That's true. Oh my gosh! So he he comes there and he's like, "Hey uh, hey buddy, hey hey there, Kevin. I saw you. I saw, ya. Such I a saw heel. you yesterday. <laughs> yeah, he's he's a huge dork. <laughs> I saw you yesterday on uh, NXT takeover there, and uh, I noticed that the, the some of the some of the guys there there that you were teaming with are gonna be on Team NXT, and I I just need to check your loyalty there. And case Ke- because you I know your history. And Kevin Owens like stares at him in the face. And he said, first of all, why would I turn my back on Team Raw? Team NXT doesn't need me. And Team Raw sure does. And the crowd goes, oh, because the crowd hates Seth Rollins, who got huge boos when he came on screen, by the way. Mm -hmm. And, And Kevin said, how dare you point out my history? Why don't you look in a mirror, buddy? And walked away. And it was so good. Now, I hate Rollins, so I'm biased, right? But it was just really, really good. And so it built that intrigue. It's like, okay, is Kevin Owens going to turn on Raw and join NXT? Maybe Rollins is, and it's going to be a double swerve. Well, spoiler alert, they didn't pay this off at all. Big surprise. So we're going to talk about that in a minute. <laughs> Ugh. So triple threat match, Intercontinental Champion Shinsuke Nakamura, NXT North American Champion Roderick Strong, and WWE United States Champion AJ Styles. And I'm going to talk about this one first because I think this is the match that I was looking forward to the most. And it kind of fell flat for me. And it's not that it wasn't good because it was good, but AJ Styles is one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. I have huge love and respect for both Roddy, who I've watched since TNA, and Shinsuke. And I just thought that this was going to burn the house down. I thought this was going to be one of the best matches we saw this year. And I would say it was like just a good match that we would have seen on Raw. Do you guys disagree?
1: No, I think you hit it right on the head. I, and I don't know like you think maybe getting a shiny new belt would make Nakamura a little bit more motivated? Gosh. I just feel like he's not that motivated in WWE. He's yes. just there and he's just kind of he's not bad cuz he's Nakamura. It's kind of hard for him to just be bad, but he's not good either. Like he's just kind of there. Um and like I said ever since Sami Zayn kind of joined him I like that at least the stuff that they were doing with Daniel Bryan when they were doing it, but just, you know, on their on their own and what else they've done outside that has just fallen flat for me. Like, even here, Sammy didn't really contribute that much. He was there every now and then. He pulled, I, I think, he, didn't he pull Nakamura out at one point um, to save him from something? But
0: Sammy was so good in this match. Like, he took off his hat and he was, like, fanning Shinsuke. It was, it was really funny. He did a good job.
1: Yeah, but I don't know. As, as an actor, they just... Sammy's always. I mean, Sammy's over the top always, so you know, makes it a little bit entertaining. But yeah, I'm right there with you though. Like it's, it just could have been a little bit more. And even the ending was a little anticlimactic. This is actually what I thought was going to happen in the tag match, like you were saying. Yeah, Matt, that's what that, we
0: were talking about. Earlier. Yeah.
1: So, and I mean, I picked undisputed Era for the tag, and I actually picked Nakamura for this. I don't know why. It was one of the things. <laughs> that, after the fact, I think I did it to be different because I think Matt, you picked Styles, and um, did you pick Roddy? Picked Roddy? Yeah, I yeah. Picked, so, yeah. I was—I think I did this one to be like a little bit different, but I, I saw this after the show started and I was like, why in the world did I pick Nakamura? <laughs> I think it's because he got a new belt. And I was like, maybe they'll uh, put over the new belt or something and let oh. him win. But nope, he didn't win here. But uh, yeah, uh, I was, finish was fine. Just fell a little flat and the match was kind of just there. I, so yeah, it, it is what it, what it is, but it was fine.
2: I think, I think you can have too many triple threat matches and, and this kind of falls into that category. Um, I wish it was just strong in styles. Cause I think that would have been a better match, a way better match. Um, Nakamura just seemed like it felt like he was just there to be there. Um, And, and, you know, talking about the new belt, which I hate, I think it's ugly. Um, But if if they had just stuck with Strong and Styles, I feel like this would have been a better match. Again, I think we're being a little too hard on the fact that they're trying to do something different here. Yeah. Um. And you know, sometimes we get that way as as and unfortunately as wrestling fans, we're like, oh, we expect all this stuff, but we get this. But you know, this this was as good as you're gonna get with three guys that haven't worked together and no story. And it was still a really good match because you got three of the best workers in the company right now.
0: Yeah. So yeah. and I, I'm not hating on it. I just, I wanted it to be better. I just, I don't know. I, maybe I'm being, maybe you're right. You maybe can't I'm always get me.
1: what you want, Matt.
0: can't always get what you want. Hey, did we even mention our, uh, our women's survivor series match picks? I picked SmackDown, by the way.
1: I mentioned that I picked NXT because of Rhea.
0: Who'd you pick, Chris? Uh,
2: I think we did say this because I picked Raw because I thought Charlotte was going to be this. That's survivor. right. You're right. You're
0: right. And I do want to say that before the match started, I look at my wife and I said, there's no way SmackDown's winning. The only reason I picked SmackDown was because I I uh, had them not winning any other matches. Right. So, no. Yeah, I no. didn't think they had a shot either. Yeah, without, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Sasha was the only superstar on their team. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was ridiculous. Um, Adam Cole versus Pete Dunne. Now, if you want to talk about and I know you're going to agree with me, Chris. I'm interested to see what Kyle has to say. If you want to talk about stealing the show, this stole the show. I was glued to my seat with my eyeballs coming out so we could get closer to the TV. That's how excited I was for this match. It was so, so good. Both men hit their finishers at one point, got a kick out at two, and there was even one spot where... Adam Cole hit a Panama Sunrise, which if you don't know what that is, is where he jumps off the second rope and then lands and immediately switches into a spinning pile driver or Canadian Destroyer. And he did that on the apron. Yeah, he did. Holy These crap. guys are just so good. And the finish oh. where Pete Dunne was going for the bitter end. And then Adam Cole turns it around into a Panama Sunrise. In midair. It was so, mm. so good. I mean, they could have wrestled for another half hour, and I think I would have just liked it more and more. Adam Cole won at the end. After that reversal, he hit the last shot again, got the win. It, was, And there, there was the one shot where um, he hit the last shot and didn't pin him, and he and Pete Donner both – Sitting up, and Pete Dunn looks like he's in pain, but he's eager, and he's gonna pull yeah. this off. And Adam Cole looks like he wants to murder someone, and it was just a great shot. I mean, this everything was perfect for me in this match.
2: Yeah, he um, at one point Cole get hit, uh, Pete Dunn, and knocked his mouthpiece out. Yeah, and then and then he went to reach for it, and Adam Cole just stepped on it. Was oh my gosh, what Must an amazing have match. mouthpiece! <laughs> <laughs> because my teeth are so bad already.
1: <laughs> I don't remember. Who, I don't remember who it was. It was one of the announcers. I think it was Nigel said he was going for his mouthpiece to like avoid being knocked out, like a mouthpiece stops you from being yeah. knocked out or something. Yeah. I was like, really. <laughs>
2: All right. Yeah. Yeah. No. This this match. Yeah. This match absolutely stole the show. Um, It was an NXT match. They did not ruin it by putting it on the main roster pay per view card. Um, Yeah. Holy crap. And I hope everybody sees now why I think Adam Cole is the next Shawn Michaels.
0: Oh, he's a superstar.
2: I mean, performer, 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 all day. Chris, you
1: said it best, and I mean, exactly what I was going to say, and that's why this match was so great, and it stole the show, because this was, every other match on this card, even with NXT involved, and either, even with the, when NXT won in the show, everything on the show was a WWE match, except for this match. This was 100. Even the ones
0: that had NXT superstars.
1: Yes. I mean, I mean, look at the women, they were overbooked. There was shenanigans in the men's match. There, you know, WWE had their hands in everything, you know, with the Raw and SmackDown teams, but this was pure 100% NXT, and just to for further proof was the best match of the night, which just stole the show, and this proves that this was an excellent match. The match that led before it was AJ Styles, Nakamura, and Roderick Strong, which was an okay match, and it kind of the crowd was kind of so-so for it, and even when Adam Cole and Pete Dunne came out. Sure, the crowd cheered for Adam Cole. And then, stupidly, they cut away what Adam Cole did to Adam Cole, baby. And the crowd did it with him. But you could hear it through the – They were showing the replay of him dying the night before through the tables. Uh But they were fairly lukewarm, even for Chicago. They were just kind of like, okay, Pete Dunne and Adam Cole. They were – I'll just go – They were pretty cold to start when the match started. But by the end of this match, they were – Totally invested in it. They were off they were out of their chairs and on their feet and going crazy for everything. The Panama sunrise on the apron, the reversal of the end, they were just going nuts. They completely lit this crowd on fire because it was such a good match. It was different because it wasn't WWE, it was NXT. And it was just fantastic. Like, best match of the night, best match on the show. It fantastic. Like you can't hopefully. This shines a little bit of light on Vince And now that he, I mean this is his show But this is the NXT product 100% put in front of him We'll see if something comes out of this I don't know if it will I mean obviously hes he was able to put NXT stars over, but this was like 100% modern NXT wrestling that is not His cup of tea On his show So It was fantastic, I loved it Like I said, best match of the night
0: Adam Cole, baby! (laughs) Dude, you want to talk about them screwing up Adam Cole? What about what they did to Roddy? Yes, I was going to ask you about that. Yeah, Roddy is sitting in the ring, and if you guys watch NXT, you know all four of the Undisputed Era members, they have their own thing that goes boom. Adam Cole has his thumb where he points to himself, Uh, Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish get up on the turnbuckles, and they point at each other, and Roddy gets down on all fours, and then sits up and puts his arms out. Yeah. So Roddy's down... He's on the ground, and he's waiting. And right before it says boom, AJ Styles' music hits. And he comes up anyway, and he looks like half embarrassed, half ticked off. (laughs) I mean, and I'm like, poor Roddy, man. Like, What in the world would you do this to this guy for? Anyway, we all picked Adam Cole. It was pretty obvious Pete Dunne wasn't going to win here, but gosh, just who cares? It was just so good.
2: Oh, yeah.
0: So like every time Pete Dunne comes out,
2: I'm always, I, I'm always drawn to that tattoo on his knee. And the uh-huh. reason why is because it takes a strong dude to get a tattoo on your knee. Yep, right. I can't imagine <laughs> it. I I'm mean, on, holy smokes. Yeah, he, on pass. yeah he, he's a fantastic performer. Pete Dunne is. Yeah.
0: So we're going to move forward to Daniel Bryan versus Bray Wyatt. And we all picked the fiend here. And we were all correct. Spoiler alert. Um... Kyle, because right before we started recording, someone commented on our Facebook page how much they were enjoying The Fiend. It was uh, it was longtime commenter Trent. And What's so, up, Trent? What up, Trent? And so he says that he likes The Fiend, and I said I do too. A lot of I think a lot of people do. That's why they're pushing him. And Kyle says, not me, angry face emoji. So Kyle, take it away. Tell me why you don't like The Fiend, or are you just messing with us?
1: So here's the thing. I liked everything about The Fiend before he wrestled. I liked the Firefly Funhouse, I liked the slow build to him turning into The Fiend, I liked the reveal. I liked his first entrance against Seth Rollins, but the minute he started wrestling against Seth Rollins and the matches they put together originally, and it wasn't just that, it could have just been, you know, two bad matches with Seth you could say, well, you know, that's that happened, but he had a good match with Daniel Bryan, and you know what? The match was good in the end. I I thought, and Matt, you were you were right because we we talked about this, and I was just like, I I was already soured on him if you couldn't tell by our conversation, but you right, you were expecting this match to be awesome, and I was like, I would be surprised if they put on a good match because it's just the way, I, and it's still I love everything about the Fiend, other than. When he wrestles, he's almost just like Brock Lesnar. He's just unstoppable. And and even to the point where like Michael Cole's in there calling him a creature. Like, yeah, what? <laughs> he like he's just Bray Wyatt. He's a dude in a mask. And Michael Cole's calling him a it, a creature. I think somebody called him an ogre at one point. Like it's just so WWE. The the lights, you know, the red light now is just Sin Cara esque. It's stupid. I hate it. The, the, the light needs to go. Like it's it's horrible. And so everything about him in the ring, I cannot stand. Like he, this match is only good because of Daniel Bryan. And it's and it's that's the thing too. It's not even a knock on Bray Wyatt. It's not like he's a bad wrestler. It's because he's told to be an unstoppable monster and to be, I mean, it doesn't even make any sense of why he, you know, might be, they just say he's unstoppable for some reason. It's not like, I mean, with Undertaker, when he had the urn, that was like a prop that like, okay, he has the urn, it brings him back to life why can't that be like, maybe they'll do it down the road. I don't know, but why can't the mask be his source of power or something? Once he puts the mask on, he found this mask or something. It made him turn him into the fiend. And he's like, you know, supernaturally like durable or something like that. But he's just unbeatable right now. And it's, it's just not enjoyable. Uh, I enjoyed Daniel Bryan, you know, coming back in the end, but, I don't know, like the first part of it was just so boring to me because it was just Daniel Bryan would hit everything and he would just get back up. I mean, the only the only good thing about it is that there was one point where Daniel Bryan rolled him up and got a near fall. And the fans actually bought that it was going to be a finish because they're probably thinking, okay, this guy can't be knocked out. Obviously, he's taking like a million curb stumps. He took, you know, a million running knees to Daniel Bryan, took a bunch of guest kicks, stomps to the head, all this stuff, and he kept getting back up. But you could beat him with a roll-up, because all you got to do is put his shoulders down for three seconds.
0: It's the most powerful move in all of the professional so, wrestling.
1: Yeah. So I think they actually got into that fall. And like I said, I give credit to Daniel Bryan to making this into what it was. But, man, if he gets in there with somebody who can't do that, it's I mean, like Seth Rollins, it's just going to be – I don't know. Like I, I'm just not a fan of this unstoppable to be unstoppable. Like no reason given to why he's unstoppable. He's just Bray Wyatt, and now he's unbeatable. And like I said, the red lights, the just kicking out of countless finishers. It's it's just like it's like Thanos with a gauntlet. Like he can't be beat. Or like you know, Brock Lesnar just unstoppable. Like it's just not fun to me.
2: So hang Same on a second. This. Hang 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 on, Kyle. Okay. I, you've said this twice now. You you said about how he's unbeatable like Brock Lesnar, and yet you and Matt mark over Brock Lesnar every time he comes out. So how is it okay? I
0: don't, I don't know about that. Watch
2: it. Watch it. Go back and listen to our shows, because I'm the <laughs> one who gets on here and complains about him, and y'all are both loving on it.
1: Well, Chris, so, you must not have listened to one of my shows, because <laughs> if we're going to play that card— <laughs>
2: I choose I not to today, listen to
0: your show.
1: I, <laughs> I figured I did say at one point it might have been at the state of WWE dress that I gave. Uh, That's
0: right, I think it was. Oh, yeah. I, I fell asleep I, listening to that. I'm sorry.
1: Okay. <laughs> so i I describe Brock Lesnar as being like Thanos from the Marvel movies, who yep. you know was unstoppable I remember. in Infinity Wars. And. I remember. But it took endgame for the good guys to come back and beat him. He, he could have his one movie where he's dominant and, you know, is built, but he's got to, you know, he's got to lose in the end. But the problem is they've had about 10 or so Infinity Wars where Brock Lesnar just killed everybody and only a couple where the good guys have actually won. And then right. they just come right back and replay the movie where he wins again. So in that sense, it's horrible. I think Brock Lesnar is good, and I think he had a good match, to, you know, tonight on Survivor Series. So he can have good matches. I think he's can be used good, but they use him horribly because they're stupid and they just want to slap the belt on him any chance they get, and it's horrible booking.
2: You think that that was a good match against Rey well, Mysterio? Well, well, hey, hey, hey. We're getting
0: getting ahead getting ahead here. Let's we're talking about the theme. We're having Dana a conversation, Bryan. Matt. <laughs> <laughs> so t- tell us what tell us what you thought of the theme match, Chris.
2: Um, I hate the red light. I absolutely hate it. I think yeah. it's I think it's a distraction. Um, but for for this being the fiend's second, am I right in saying this is the second match on a pay per view?
0: Uh, third because he wrestled Seth. No, no yeah. fourth because he wrestled Finn and then Seth twice. Okay, because I don't really I know that Crown
2: Jewel counts, but I'm not counting it. Yeah, um, sir. but uh, I, I hate the red light. Um, uh, it's annoying. It's distracting. Um, I loved Daniel Bryan's. Um, I, I feel like we're we're seeing kind of a face turn, maybe. Uh, he went back to the yes chance, the yes kicks, which the crowd just loved, absolutely loved, and I did too because I that's I love Daniel Bryan that way. Same, um, yeah. and so, and again, I, I don't want to repeat everything you guys have already said, but Daniel Bryan definitely carried the match. But right now, Bray Wyatt is is unbeatable.
1: Yeah, I mean, his Daniel Bryan was great in this, like I said, and his comeback was great. I agree, Chris. Uh, and that's what made this match what it was. But like, I mean, like you said, he's, he's been teasing kind of a face turn on SmackDown. Like he's still not sure. And even during the match, he wasn't, he, when he was doing the yes kicks and the crowd was chanting yes with him, he was kind of hesitant because he wasn't sure if he wanted to be doing it. Cause that's the face thing to do. Like he, he was right. kind of hesitant throughout the match. And I like that story. And then eventually he, you know, started doing the yes chant and like, it kind of got back into it and the fans were loving it. Like, that was great, but you could have done that on in any match. It didn't have to be against the fiend, so that was yeah. great, but the whole fiend at the beginning being unstoppable, and that factor that's the part I didn't like
2: but um, at, at least at least you know if we're gonna compare just just comparing apples and oranges, you know or apples to apples, you know we talk about him being unstoppable like Brock Lesnar, well, at least his opponent put up a good fight,
0: yeah, you know. Can we talk about how cool the spot was where the Fiend puts Dan O'Brien in the mandible claw and Dan O'Brien like, falls over the top rope and moves it into an armbar? That was cool. It was really cool. It was really cool. So uh, I'll just say the match was fine. It was good, even. Uh, I do want to see more variety in the Fiend's matches, and I'm afraid that the way he is being portrayed is going to book him into a corner. But, you know... As Kyle mentioned, The Undertaker and Kane were very similar. So I think that Bray Wyatt is a wrestling genius, and I think that he'll evolve this character maybe even as soon as after WrestleMania.
1: Well, I don't think it's – I think it's just Vince wanting to do – because I don't even think it was like this against Finn. He was pretty normal. He just – I mean, it was a glorified squash match. There was no red light. There's no red light. And yeah, he, no red light. <laughs> he was dominant, but he wasn't. It wasn't like he, I mean, Finn got, had to come back in that match. It wasn't like Finn hit a million stomps and Bray just stood up from him. Like, I feel like no. Vince got really excited about The Fiend because he was getting over and he's making him unstoppable now. And it's, that's the part that, like I said, you can't, I mean, you made a good point, Matt. It's, it's almost booking him into a corner and he can't, it, like I said, it's not Bray Wyatt's fault. I don't think he's a bad worker by any means. I think it's just a bad way to book him because it's hard to make this interesting unless you tease him getting rolled up or even if the mask was the source of his power, maybe saying that and saying, well, maybe if a superstar tries to rip off the mask mid match or something and we'll make him mortal again. And I don't know, but give us a reason. Like now he's just kind of unstoppable because he's, you know, for what reason? I don't know. So
2: yeah, if the mask comes off, he turns into Bo Dallas.
0: isn't that isn't that husky harris no (laughs) so the men survivor series triple threat and uh, this one's difficult for me (sighs) and i'm gonna let you guys talk first because i hated the beginning and loved the ending and i don't know if you guys will agree but i want to talk about one thing before we get started all right we have team raw with captain seth rollins ricochet drew mcintyre kevin owens and randy orton we've got team smackdown with captain roman reigns baron corbin shorty G. I i can't believe i said that out loud <laughs> mustafa ali and braun strowman and team nxt who at the time i picked to win and did not even know who was on that team i might not have picked him if i would have seen damian priest no offense punishment martinez Captain Tommaso Champa, Keith Lee, Matt Riddle, Damian Priest, and WWE UK champion, Walter. Walter. There are 15 men out there, including Tommaso Champa, Matt Riddle, Roman Reigns, Randy Orton, Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins. A lot of people out there that could have received chance. All right? That have specific chants just for them, and this entire crowd was chanting for Walter. And I wanna, I wanna give, I wanna give a caveat here. I know some other people have said this, but I thought about it before I saw anyone else say it, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it like it's an original thought. <laughs> when Walt, Walter was the first person out of all fifteen of these men to be pinned would you not think that with all of the smart wrestling people in this ring when they hear that chant for Walter they wouldn't go actually let's uh let's switch things up a bit pin me or damian priest going let me let me go out first and sure you'd have to change some things up but the dude got pinned in like 3 minutes it was stupid and the crowd <laughs> buried this match Mm -hmm. during this situation because they were not happy and they booed for quite some time and that deservedly. So because when the, the most, I can't believe I'm saying this, nothing against Walter, but the most over guy in this match went out in three minutes. It was crap. I hated it. There's a lot of things I hated about this match, except for the ending, which was great. Chris, go ahead. I I agree, man. The ending
2: made the match uh, worth a crap. Because I was so... I agree with you, man. At the beginning, I was like frustrated with how quick that they were getting these guys out. I mean, Walter was quick. Um, Shorty G went out pretty fast, and that's okay. But before he went out, he and Matt Riddle had a really good wrestling... Oh, man. I mean, it looked really good. And if you remember, Riddle was getting some chance at the beginning, too. Yeah. Not just Walter. So... Uh, but I thought that a lot of these quick pins was trash. It's just the the, the way that the main roster does things to, to, to make it go even faster. But instead of doing that, again, and, and I know I've said this before, and I'm sorry if I'm being repetitive, but instead of having 18 matches, why not just reduce the number of matches so you can have quality matches? Right. Like, give this the time it deserves. Give it 60 minutes. I mean... or or even longer if need be, because you have so many superstars here that you blew through and didn't even give them a chance to, to shine. I mean, we we got down to the final four and then we actually had a decent match. Yeah. And so that was frustrating to me and no universe in no universe in a survivor series style match. Does someone get counted out? No. That was ridiculous. It was really stupid. And Baron Corbin doesn't get that many eliminations. I mean, come on.
0: No. He is horrible. Not not only did Braun Strowman get counted out, like this this match was an overbooked travesty, which is frustrating because it was fun. But Baron Corbin got counted out, which is really stupid. And what drove me insane is after like seven minutes maybe, Kevin Owens gets pinned. Yeah, that was dumb. I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Okay? And maybe they paid it off tonight on Raw. I haven't seen it yet. I know you were kind of hinting at that, Chris. But let, let me just let me say, okay. If the big storyline, the only big storyline going into this match is, oh man, is is Kevin Owens gonna is Kevin Owens gonna turn on Raw? How about you let Kevin Owens be the next to last guy with Seth Rollins? Right. And then have Kevin Owens get pinned. And that's fine then because he was loyal to Raw or maybe he even, you know, hints that he is going to join NXT, but have something happen. And what blew my mind is that SmackDown wound up winning this match and two of their guys got eliminated because of their teammates. I hated that. It was really stupid. So I think
1: both of you did a really good job of talking about what was wrong with this match, but it's even worse than what you guys said. (laughs) So when I said earlier that Adam Cole and Pete Dunne was a hundred percent NXT. And then I went on to say that even matches that had other NXT people in this were WWE matches. This was a hundred percent WWE match. Yeah, it's 100%. what the Royal Rumbles yep. have been in the last couple of years. It's what this horrible booking has been overbooked nonsense. So you're right. Walter. I mean, all these superstars standing in the ring one time, and who were they chanting for? Walter. This massive man and not only that, it's not like he went out there and laid an egg and you know, got beat, and you know, fans liked him, but they were kind of he was. I mean, he he he, Braun Strowman, and Drew McIntyre were having a really good exchange to start the match. They yeah. it was interesting. And even Braun Strowman, you know, he had a moment where he just like threw uh, Walter down like a sack of potatoes or like, you know, pounced him basically. And I was like, oh man, that kind of was, you know, that made him look a little weak, but then you know what? He hopped right back up and he took it to Braun Strowman. I was like, okay, that makes up for it. Like, he's not going to just get knocked on his, you know, butt and, you know, go to the wayside. And then he gets up and him and Drew start going at each other, chopping the piss out of each other. And I'm like, this is awesome. Two big giant dudes just chopping the crap out of each other. The crowd's going Crazy. Braun kept coming in and they kept knocking him back. It was great. I was really enjoying it. And the fans were loving it. And then they just beat Walter. Mm -hmm. The guy, the one guy with all these people in here that were cheering for him, going crazy. And they just beat him. Drew, Drew just hits him with the Claymore kick and pins him first one out in like two to three minutes of the match. So that's WWE has a history of, and they do it a lot in the Royal rumble. They'll have somebody that comes out that gets over and then they beat him. Like, they, they don't get time to shine, as, as Chris said. They don't get, like, or they get, like, five five minutes of fame, not even 15. They get five minutes of fame, and then they beat him. They put out the fire. So, but it, but it wasn't just Walter. Also, like you said, Kevin Owens, who is he on the TakeOver show? Tommaso Ciampa said he had a mystery opponent for War for Games, or a mystery um, partner
0: partner.
1: He said he called somebody you wouldn't know if he showed up. You know, the fans were waiting. You know, the buzzword goes off or whatever. Nobody comes out. There's a little bit of disappointment. Kevin knows music hits. He is the biggest. He gets the biggest pop of the night. He, people go crazy. Dude. And even here in this match, he's the only guy on Team Raw that anybody cares about. Fans are going crazy for him. And like you said, earlier in the show, there was actually an interesting angle they talked about. Kevin Owens, is he going to be loyal to Raw? He just teamed with Tomasa Ciampa. He's teased going to NXT. Is he going to be loyal to Raw? The only thing that they did, which I'll even go back to this because it's crazy. He got up on the top rope and had a choice to splash on an NXT star or SmackDown star in Shorty G. And he picked Shorty G and he beat him. But other than that, they didn't play on that at all. Right. He immediately got beat and Kevin Owens was thrown out. So that was taken out of it. And going back to Shorty.
2: By Champa, by by the way. By Champa. Out of nowhere. Like
1: he's just (laughs) dead. Champa jumps on him. Hey, thanks for helping us last night. See ya. So, not only that, Shorty G, like you guys said, he came in there not only with Matt Riddle, but before that with Ricochet. They were having an awesome exchange. Shorty G in his stupid basketball shorts and his stupid name is so awesome. Chad Gable is amazing. He's just like, just. Tearing it up with Ricochet in exchange. He wins the exchange. Matt Riddle gets in. They have an awesome grappling match with an Olympic caliber wrestler and a legit MMA fighter. They're having an awesome, you know, pro wrestling grappling exchange. It's fantastic. They're switching moves. And then he gets beat in like two minutes later. Yep. They just kept doing that. And then Matt Riddle... Like you said, he was the only one in the match. that was getting like you know giant chance. Once Walter was gone, it was kind of Matt Riddle's you know show because he would get in there, and he got like one of the biggest wins, probably his biggest win of his entire career. He rolled up and pinned Randy Orton, yeah. giant win. Yeah. You know, one of the top superstars in WWE history, first ballot Hall of Famer, and Matt Riddle pinned him in his first main roster match with, a, I mean, with a roll up, but he pinned him. And what happened immediately? He gets RKO'd. And gets pinned by Baron Corbin. Like, I'm pulling my hair out yep. through this at this point. I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? Like, they cannot get anything right. I'm about to turn the show off. I'm so mad. Not only that, Ali, he kind of gets over because it's his hometown of Chicago. He's another one. He comes in there. The fans are behind him. He goes out and argues with Corbin. He goes back in the ring, gets killed, gets pinned. And Corbin's sitting there laughing. That's what you get. I know, to his teammate. I am smashing my head through drywall in my house at this point. <laughs> I'm hating, hating, hating this match. But the one saving grace of this match was Keith Lee. And Vince, oh, yeah. supposedly Vince McMahon loves this guy. And I'll tell you what, I, when they were on Raw, NXT was brawling with, I believe it was on Raw, they were brawling with the uh, all the superstars. And Keith Lee got in the ring with his shirt off and stood toe to toe to Braun Strowman. I just thought in the back of my head, I was like, okay, this is awesome. Yeah. Keith Lee did. looks like a monster and looks like somebody who could actually take Braun Strowman. And I bet Vince is seeing this and thinking the same thing. And boy, was I right. Cause he, Vince, apparently uh, from, from what I've heard, you know, backstage, you know, talk Vince loves Keith Lee. And I mean it showed here and I was worried because ultimately it comes down to Champa and Keith Lee versus Rollins and Roman Reigns. And like Chris said, they they had a good match to this point. The rest of it, I hate it. But when they got down to the final four, it was great. Even though Rollins, everybody hated him, but it played into it. He, he eliminated Champa and then Keith Lee was able to eliminate Rollins, which was huge. So, it was it was great. The end of the match was great, and Keith Lee came off like a huge superstar. I only disagree that I think Keith Lee should have won here. It would have been a huge win. Now, obviously, in hindsight, with you know how things panned out, with who they let, I mean, NXT basically won the whole night anyway. But it, you know that made sense. But man, if there was any time to make it audible here and let him pick up a big win, just imagine if he would have beat Roman Reigns. The, I mean, the crowd just gone crazy. I mean, they they did. I, I mean, I'm not going to completely crap on it because they had a good ending. He he fistbumped Roman in the end. They had a good, you know, he had some really good spots. Hit the spirit bomb on him, which I, I thought it could have been the end of the match.
0: I did like, too. It was like really it was good.
1: so. And then they even had two spots where you know it was such a close kickout. The announcers were showing replays and arguing where their shoulders actually down for that. I mean, yeah, it was pretty yeah. compelling. I think the
0: ref actually screwed up. He and did. to three. He yeah. Did.
1: It, well and then they but they actually recovered because it wasn't as close on the roman one from the spirit bomb it, it was closer on the keith lee near fall but on the spirit bomb it wasn't as close but they at least did it there as well they kind of talked about it so they made it like man both the, either of these guys could have won that you know maybe the ref just missed calling call on either one like it's so close like but yeah keith lee came off like a total star here um like I said, I don't know how they're going to do. If people are going to move from NXT to the main roster shows at some point, I don't know if they're going to keep doing. I mean, this is Survivor Series, so they did the. I mean, basically made the draft pointless because everybody was showing up on everybody's show. But
0: wild card, baby! Oh my god! So <laughs> that's dead. That's dead. What are you talking also, about? Also, tell me why Brock Lesnar had to move to Raw instead of just show up? He wasn't allowed to, but everyone else has been doing it because because he, he's now.
1: Brock Lesnar's special.
0: So stupid. He has
1: all the infinity stones. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Keith Lee was awesome. in devil. This match. <laughs> yeah. Or the devil's his manager or his advocate. That's right. But, uh, <laughs> so, but yeah, Keith Lee was awesome in this match. He was the only thing that say this for me because he looked so great. Uh, I mean, I think Vince, if he's going to bring somebody up, he's going to do it to Keith Lee. And I think he should, because I think Keith Lee can be, you know, a superstar, but, man, he, he sure looked like one in this match. It was the only saving grace of this match or like I was ready to just bury. I mean, I basically buried the whole match, but it, that did save the match was that last, you know, the final four and Keith Lee versus Roman Reigns. I thought that was fantastic. So from being absolutely horrified at the beginning of the match to the end, I was actually pretty happy. I thought it was okay <laughs> to go on that uh, entire rant just to say it was okay. But yeah, it it really did save the match though.
2: When when okay. Vin, when Vince sees Keith Lee, he goes, "I smell money."
1: But I was so worried, <laughs> and it still might have been the case. But when I heard that Vince really likes Keith Lee, it made me feel better. But I was worried that the only reason why Keith Lee is in this match is so Roman could beat a big guy because that was his thing. Yeah. He that's why he had Kane and uh, Big Show, whoever it was, against him in the Royal Rumble that one year where everybody hated him. Like he just wants Roman to beat big guys, but. I do think that he really wanted Keith Lee to shine here. I think it would be he would have shined or he would have shown even more if they could have let him win. But yeah, I think it's still okay. It, it didn't hurt him to lose here. He he still came yeah. off like a star.
0: Okay, we're going to move on. So Rey Mysterio versus Brock Lesnar. So Chris, we'll let you talk about this here in a second. I know you're you're you know just salivating at this at the thought of talking about Brock Lesnar, mm. or maybe his mouth is but, just
1: dry. <laughs> it's the opposite of salivating.
0: So, this match was really interesting to me because Brock dominated for the first half of the match, and then Dominic comes in with a towel, supposedly just to to make fun of A.E.W. apparently. And uh is like trying to throw in the towel and Lesnar's like, Nope, I'm just gonna beat you up now. So he starts to beat up, where he like grabs Dominic, and then Rey Mysterio hits him with a low belt hits him with a low blow, and Brock Lesnar kind of rides around, and then he gets up, and instead of attacking Rey Mysterio, who just hit him in the nuts, he goes back for Dominic, who also hits him with a low blow. And then they get a double 619. They both hit frog splashes. It's really cool. Doesn't matter. Uh, Brock Lesnar wins. I really could have gone either way with this because I love Rey Mysterio, but I don't see him ever winning a world title again. But boy, if he would have won, it would have just been a really cool redemption story. Like the perfect, like oh, you just you beat up my family, and now you know I'm going to take what's most important to you. Rey Mysterio's been so good on the mic leading up to this. I would have loved for him to win it, but I understand why he's not. Kyle, why don't you uh, talk about this briefly, and then we'll give it to Chris.
1: Yeah, so I thought this was a good match for what it was, in a nutshell, and I'll, I'll expand on that. Uh, obviously, Rey Mysterio was a huge underdog. He was dressed as Doink for some reason. Uh, so I don't. Know. I think people thought he was supposed to be the Joker, but it was more Doink than Joker. But other than that, yeah,
0: supposedly it was supposed to be the Joker. But gosh, just like Doink, just yeah. like
1: him. whoever they could. I mean, it wasn't far off. But I mean, whoever did the costume clearly didn't see the Joker or didn't use him as reference. Maybe he, maybe he just saw Doink a picture of Doink and was like that's Joker, right? But uh,
0: close enough. Close yeah.
1: Close. <laughs> But so in a nutshell, this match I thought was good. Um, just in a sense that obviously Ray Mysterio was a huge underdog it's Brock. He, you know, he came down with the lead pipe. He didn't, you know, pussyfoot around or anything. He, he had the lead pipe from the start. He didn't, you know, you know, bring out a bunch of weapons from under the ring. He, he, you know, and Brock Lesnar was actually on the run to start the match while, you know, I mean, granted it was very brief, but he did, you know, kind of avoid the pipe to begin with. And then obviously he got control. But Dominic coming out and, you know, teasing the towel throw in, which I don't know if that was a shot at AEW or not, but uh, he came out with a towel and Brock took it from him so he couldn't throw it, you know throw in the towel. And then Ray low blows him. Dominic gets it. The father and son team up to take down the Giant. The crowd just gets into it. Like, all that stuff was great. Uh, and obviously, like, like Matt said, it would have been great for Ray to get his redemption. But, I mean, nobody really expected him to here. And ultimately, Brock... Hits the F5 on him, knocks down Dominic, and he beats Rey Mysterio. Like I said, in a nutshell, I thought this was good. As a story as a whole, and I'm assuming it's over, but we'll see. But as a story overall, like I said, he's like Thanos, who just repeatedly wins. Because, just think, this whole this all started because Brock Lesnar beat up Rey Mysterio. Then he beat up his son in front of him. And beat them both to smithereens. So, so this is Rey Mysterio's. You know, he he's hurt. He wants redemption for his son being beat up. So he goes and finds the man who can beat up Brock Lesnar. Maybe the only man who can beat him up, Kane Velasquez. And what happens? Brock Lesnar beats him in two minutes. Makes him tap out. So he beats Kane. We don't see Kane again. He's destroyed Kane. So Rey, he gets his lead pipe. and He's like, you know what? I'm just going to have to do this myself. He gets healthy. He gets to take on Brock Lesnar with his pipe. And then his son comes out to help him when he falls a little bit short. You know, this has been perfect for them to be triumphant, but alas, Brock Lesnar kills them both. And he wins. (laughs) So the story as a whole is pretty tragic. (laughs) Ray, him, his son, and his good friend, his familia, all get destroyed by Brock Lesnar and they are left in his wake. So... In that sense, I'm assuming Chris will agree with me that that was horrible. <laughs> but as a match, I thought it was good. But go ahead, Chris. Tell us that, was your, you.
2: that was your brief recap? Good Lord. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, I didn't say it was going to be brief.
2: <laughs> Matt asked for a brief <laughs>
1: <laughs> He didn't tell me what to do.
2: I do what I want. <laughs> I take what I want. No, um... So yeah, it was stupid. Uh, I didn't like this match at all. Uh, I, I didn't see a point of it. I knew exactly what was going to happen. Would oh, you yeah, have liked it if Ray won? I I would have liked if this match didn't exist, <laughs> because I just don't see the point of it. No, everyone and their mother knew Mysterio wasn't going to win. I no. mean, it, they're just he's just not at that level anymore. Just like Matt said, and and I totally agree. Now, could he win like a U.S. title? Absolutely but he's not going to be the, the world heavyweight champion or the universal champion ever again. It's just not... They, they don't normally do that in the WWE. Um, now, I, I did like whenever Brock Lesnar got hit in the groin. Uh, I did say to my wife, I'm not sure how much is there with all the steroids he's taken. Uh, oh, my gosh. But, uh, but he did get hit twice. Uh, I, I, I was digging the, the double 619. I thought that was pretty cool to have the father and son do that. Um, and then, you know, Dominic hit the frog splash first, which goes back to the whole is Eddie really his father thing. Um, (laughs) so, you know, because, you know, he did the frog splash first, so it's, it's in his genes.
0: Who's your uh, daddy?
2: (laughs) So maybe the next match will be, you know, Dominic really is Eddie's son. (laughs) Brock and Ray for the custody of Dominic. (laughs) And then... (laughs) And then Vicky Guerrero will come out and say, excuse me, that's my child, you know, or something. But anyways, uh, it was what we thought it was going to be. It was stupid, and I wish it never happened. So, we're
0: going to move on. (laughs)
2: Because we're at like an hour and a half? (laughs)
0: Yeah, not quite, not quite. Uh, To the Triple Threat women's match. And Becky Lynch, Shayna Baszler, and uh, Bailey. We all, all picked Brock, by the way, if I didn't say that. Yeah. Uh, Shocker. Yeah. Who did you pick in this match, Kyle?
1: I actually picked Becky to win this match, which you could argue that she did, but...
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're going to talk about that, too. Yeah, that was... I, I picked, I picked Shayna. Who did you pick, Chris? Uh, Becky. Okay. So, I'm not going to talk about this match much, except for this. I'm going to say two things. One... Match is mediocre. And I'm not talking AJ Shinsuke Roddy Mediocre. Because I was like I was excited for this match, I really was. But I wasn't like, oh it's gonna be a barn burner. It's gonna be the greatest match in the world. I'm just like, okay, this is gonna be really solid. Becky and Bailey have wrestled each other a thousand times, they know each other in and out. Shayna Baszler is the unknown, but you know, her moves look really cool and she's gonna look good. Bailey's obviously gonna be the one pinned here. You know, we'll find out who is who's gonna do the, the pinning or tapping out in this case but it was just okay and, and I, I don't know I, I was I it was, was kind any triple threat you'd
1: match. see on Raw or Smackdown correct yeah
0: correct it was just okay and the ending was crap but we'll talk about that in a minute so Chris tell me tell me what you liked or didn't like about this match you know uh the crowd I think at this point was
2: kind of tired at Which this, is fair. At this point, they had had wrestling since six o'clock, um, so that that's a lot of time to expect out of a crowd to to be into every single match. You know what I mean? Um, I, honestly, honestly, Bailey just seems so flat in this match.
0: Um, yeah, she has been since her heel turn.
2: Yeah, and I was telling my wife and my daughter, I was, I just I'm not a fan of of heel Bailey. You know, I, I thought I wanted it, but now that I have it, I don't like it.
0: Yeah, I you love know? the character, yeah. but I think she struggles in the ring because it's so unnatural for her. Yeah,
2: yeah, and so honestly, I would have rather just had Shayna Baszler versus Becky Lynch. I think that would have been a better match. That's going to be the
0: WrestleMania match.
2: It would have had more. Um, it w- it would have just been a better match. Again, this is going back to the whole, you have triple threat all the time. It's going to be a little, it's going to wane on you. You know, it's it's going to be a little too much. Um, I thought that the WWE did the right thing by not having Becky take the the fall. Uh, I thought Bailey tapped out a little too fast, based on her past performances in the ring. Um, and and honestly, I didn't mind the Lynch attacking Baszler at the end. I thought that that was appropriate to her character uh, when she dropped she the yeah Now she got a lot of cheers, my friend. I don't know if you're hearing correctly,
0: but she, she got, she got booed first and then she got some chance, but she, it it was, it was a
2: mixed reaction. They still love some Becky Lynch. Um, when she dropped the F bomb a couple of times, I think, I think the Chicago crowd liked that. So uh, (laughs) other than that, again, it was an okay match for what it was. It would have been better with just two.
1: Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. And I thought it was an okay match uh, Like like you said I, I agree Bec- Becky and Shayna I think they'll make that match like, like Matt said at Wrestlemania Or something and maybe Ronda's involved Or maybe they'll eventually do the Horsewoman match Who, who knows but um, I was just so shocked And I agree Matt The ending was horrible because They worked so hard to actually get Shayna over To ultimately Kill her before the end of it And n- not completely kill her but this match was to put, I mean, she won over Becky. I mean, obviously, Becky didn't take the fall, but she won the match. So she beats Bailey. She goes to the outside. And what what should have ended the show? And I actually like this when she got up yeah. on the table and she's standing over Becky, who's fallen, and she's just celebrating her win. And it should just fade it out from there. And the response is going to be Becky saying, Shayna, you may have won the match, but you never pinned me or beat me. I want a one-on-one shot and Shayna runs from her until WrestleMania. And that's when they finally, you know, get into it. That's how this story should go. If they want to, you know, if they're going to put Shayna over, that's where the story needs to go. Instead, Shayna gets up on the table. She's celebrating, looks down at Becky. So she's standing over and Becky just gets up, trips her. Like, like Matt said, she did, she did get some booze at first. It, it she got cheers after she, and some people were cheering on her, saying like, yeah, get her Becky. But she did get booze when she did it, and it was, it was a mixed reaction. And not only that, she hits her. She, she does the leg drop through the table, crashes the table, and she gets up on the table holding her belt, celebrating. Her music kicks on, and Michael Cole is just sitting there. Becky's showing her that she's the man. She didn't lose this match. She's standing tall. And I'm like, she did lose. She lost the match. And then she was a sore loser and took it out on Shayna, which, I mean, it it is true to her character. I agree, Chris, but it shouldn't have happened. She shouldn't get the win right back from Shayna. Like, what was the point of Shayna even winning if Becky, if you want Becky to stand tall at the end of the show? Like, that made no sense. Like I said, they worked this whole match to put Shayna over. And I felt like they just completely undid it with the last part of it.
0: I I think. I would have. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I thought you were done. I, I was
1: just gonna say. I think that they're gonna possibly do some kind of WrestleMania match. But why did they have to put Becky standing tall here? I mean, and clearly Cole was sitting here and he's getting fed lines in his ear, doing whatever. He was told to make sure the man is the one standing tall. I mean, they basically said that it doesn't matter. Shayna didn't beat Becky. Becky standing tall. She's the she's the real man here. Like they just completely undid what Shayna just did. So, I don't know. I hated the end of this match so bad. It wasn't a great match to begin with, but I really hated that.
0: I would have preferred Becky to get the win over Bayley. Might as well. Yeah, and then Shayna attacked Becky in standing tall at the end. I would have preferred that. And if you, to explain how much I hated this, and I'm not just saying this to, to get a reaction, as Becky attacked Shayna, I thought this is a very Seth Rollins thing to do. Because yeah. it's like, okay, well, it's I'm she gonna not, you reaction. <laughs> you didn't, exactly, you didn't put me down, you know, I built this company, and I think she even said that at one point, I built NXT, and I, I just, I hated it so much, and I had so much fun, and I know we've, we've picked at this pay-per-view quite a bit, but just bluntly, and we're fixing to grade this, I really enjoyed Survivor Series, you know, a lot of the stuff was overbooked bullcrap, but some of the stuff was really, really good. But this left me at, at a sour note at the end, and it was just disappointing to me. So, I just, I didn't like it. I'm surprised that Chris is the one that did like it, even though he is Mr. NXT. So, and I, I, I do yeah, agree with what but, you're saying, Chris. You know, I, I do. It is true to Becky's character. You're not wrong.
2: You know I like Becky, and I'm not a huge fan of Shayna
0: Baszler. That's fair. But
2: NXT That's had fair. already won. I mean, they had already won for the right. night. No matter who won, NXT had already won. And so, so who and is standing am, tall at the end of the show? And, and there's
1: they're showing the scoreboard, NXT four, Raw one, and SmackDown two. So Raw finished last, and Becky is standing yeah. tall with her belt in the air, and they're saying she's the man.
2: Because she's Becky freaking Lynch.
1: They got one point, and she lost the match. <laughs> she
2: does. She doesn't even. She doesn't even need a brand. She. I mean, if uh, she, she's above that, I she mean, should be the wild card. She's, then she's the face <laughs> of the company.
1: Uh, I just,
2: she doesn't need it.
1: It was completely baffling to me. I, I, I mean, if they want to stand her but at all, total- media, I think it's great. That, you know that, that that's how it should be. She should be the star, and she should come out on the end, on top at the end of the story. But unless they're just wanted to kill it here if that's what they're going for, then great. But if they want to continue this on, like there's no reason why Becky should be standing tall at the end of this.
2: But you know, this is what the, this is what main roster does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, e- e- even if their star loses, the star still looks good at the end. I mean, it, that's just, that's always what they've done.
1: Yeah. Vince likes to send people home happy. So yeah. he, I think that's probably why he did it, but I just that think it was have wrong. move. The
0: cameras went off though.
1: Yeah. Or just or- have them have a brawl and get separated.
0: Or yeah. or make it an, an elimination
2: match, have Shayna take out Bailey and then Becky beat Baszler. I mean, I just hated you know. that
1: not only did she stand tall, but like Cole is just sitting there undoing all of like Shayna's win did not matter because they yeah. were just like Becky didn't get beat, she's the man here, like it just undid everything. Like why even had the match? And like I said, Becky might as well have just won because they that's what they the story was at the end.
0: Yeah, and they showed Shayna on the floor, and she looked like a lost puppy. And another thing that I wanted to point out that I forgot to point out during the match is in the women's Survivor Series, you had Sasha Banks and Natalia in the ring, like pretending they're going to team up against Rhea Ripley, who looked horrified of Sasha Banks and Natalia. Like she's scared to death. And I'm like, okay, Rhea Ripley is supposed to be like the baddest person in all of NXT, and she's scared of Sasha Banks and Natty Neidhart. Come on. Vince did
1: book NXT basically as the heels on this show,
0: it was just about in every match. So which yeah. is
1: kind of it's also baffling. I think that they thought that these were the outsiders and they were going to get booed. But I mean, if that's the case, then it just it obviously it's just further driving home that, that he's that out of touch. He must not watch his own TV show.
0: Yeah. So if we're gonna grade Survivor Series, Chris, I'll let you start it out. What would you grade it? So I think I'm still a little hungover
2: from TakeOver because I just, I mean, there were some things I didn't like about it, but I was so happy that NXT dominated that it just kind of overshadowed the stuff I didn't like. I'm just going to be honest with you. Um, That's fair. Because honestly, TakeOver was so freaking good that it just just made my whole weekend better. I'm just going to put that out there. Uh, so honestly, I, I'm going to go ahead and give this a solid B plus. Um, actually, no, I'm going to grade on a curve because NXT one, it's getting an A minus. Uh, <laughs> and only because the NXT one, uh, and, and the NXT came out and even, even in their losses, they still came out looking stronger than the main roster. They did. And I will, uh, and I support NXT 100%. It's my favorite. And it's honestly, I don't care to watch Monday or Friday nights anymore. Wednesday night's the only night that matters in this house. Right.
1: But Becky's still the man, Chris.
2: I can still follow her on (laughs) Instagram and Twitter. (laughs)
0: Michael (laughs) Cole reminded us like a hundred times that she was still the man. All right, Kyle, grade it for me.
2: I think
1: this show has, for the most part, gotten positive reviews. And I think there was a lot of good on this show, but I don't know. It was other than all, I think Adam Cole and Pete Dunne was great, but I thought there was either I feel like every match that was good still had bad in it. Um, I think Brock Lesnar and Rey Mysterio, like I said, in a bubble was a good match, but the story as a whole was pretty dumb. His ledger just killed Rey Mysterio in his entire. His family and his, you know, his friend. He just kills everybody. So it's, but it's that's Brock. Like I said, the Fiend Daniel Bryan, I thought it was a good match because of Daniel Bryan. But the Fiend stuff was pretty boring, drawn out, and, and he, like I said, he's unstoppable. So it was a little boring for me. I had my gripes about the the main event, um, and like I said, Becky should not stood tall at the end of that. But um, Shinsuke Nakamura, AJ Styles, Ronda Strong, good, you know, fine, not great, but okay the survivor series matches for both the men and women had some bright spots, but they also had some low spots. So I'm kind of surprised that people have reacted as positive as they had. I think it was enjoyable. I think a lot of that has to do with NXT and the invasion angle, just because NXT has been so great and people love it so much. And rightfully so it's great. And it's been the best show on WWE TV. So their involvement is a win just in general um, and, you know, seeing stars like Keith Lee, uh, Shayna Baszler, Rhea Ripley, even Matt Riddle, even though he got beat quickly. But seeing those guys being able to shine, Matt Cole and Pete Dunn especially, or Adam Cole and Pete Dunn. Uh, I mean, it, I still felt positive at the end of it as well. Probably not as much as everybody else. Um, I'm going to give it a B minus. I don't want to give it a C because I don't think it was like an average show by any means. But – it was still enjoyable for the parts that were good. I just wish they would have... I just felt like they overbooked a lot of it when they didn't have to. And it could have been better, but it was still enjoyable for the most part. And, I mean, I can't give a C to a, a show that had Adam Cole and Pete done on it. It's worth watching yeah. just for that. So, yeah, I give it a B-. minus. The
0: problem is, this is a WWE pay-per-view, and you, you, have to, you almost have to expect shenanigans. It's... It comes with the territory at this point. If you're going to watch WWE, you know that some of it is going to be overbooked garbage. And we got a lot of that last night. But honestly, I enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun. And that's what really matters in the end. There were only a few spots that made me go, all right, why, why are we doing this? But there were a lot more spots that I really enjoyed. So even though some of the matches were kind of a letdown... When I say a letdown, it was only a letdown because it had such high hopes, to be honest. I I liked the pay-per-view. I did. I'm gonna give it a B. I thought it was fun. And uh if every WWE pay-per-view gets a B, I'd I'd be a happy camper. Because they don't usually put on above average pay-per-views. I mean, let's be honest, guys, they don't. And unless it's an, unless that show is tagged NXT or AEW there's not a lot of high hopes for those pay-per-views. So I'm happy with above average. <laughs> I know it's terrible to say. It's like, yeah, oh, you give me a mediocre product and I'm happy. But I-, I thought it was fine. Give it a solid B. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been episode 66 of Wrestle Life Radio. We are so happy for the three of us to be back together. And we're going to have to do it a lot sooner than uh, the next pay-per-view because I miss you guys. It's been a lot of fun.
1: Oh, I'm still here, Matt.
0: <laughs>
2: Chris is still here too. Wow. Right wow. <laughs> I was about to sing, I was about to sing us little song,
0: but now I'm not sure sure about that, man. Actually, I think I need to hear the song. I think the world needs to hear the song. So go ahead, Chris. Because we're the three best friends that anybody could
2: have. Yes, we're the three best friends that anybody could have. And we'll never ever 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 leave each other. <laughs> Did you just write that? No, that's from the hangover.
0: Oh. Ah. Okay. Well it was it was terrific. You did a wonderful so job. Matt doesn't Thanks. watch movies. No, not at all. <laughs> God, no, sorry. I watch wrestling and play video games. That's basically that's basically my life. And Kyle, he, where can he we find wa- you? He also watches Hulk Hogan movies. That that is <laughs> maybe true. Kyle, where can we find you on Instagram? At Kyle. Poly. Chris, where can we find you on Twitter? At Wrestle Life You can find us both or you can find me on both at WrestleLife Matt. You can find us all at Wrestle Life Radio on Facebook and Instagram and at Wrestle Life Pod on Twitter. One last time, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for hanging out with us today. I know this has been quite a long show, but we hope you enjoyed it. We will be back this week with lots more shows and hopefully back together again real soon. Have a wonderful day. Happy Thanksgiving.
1: CM Punk! CM Punk! CM Punk!